from the galaxy to your ears, this is the Nerd Holocron with your host, Steven. And Adrian. Okay. And, yeah. uh, today we're talking about horror movies that we saw that we thought, like, delivered and they were exactly what they we thought they were going to be or they were scary or whatever. And then some that we were disappointed in that just didn't live up to the hype and we're gonna like compare and contrast them i guess yes um one thing i hate honestly is you see these trailers and they're yes. like this is the scariest movie ever mm. you will shit your pants pee your pants you're and slap your you know and it's just shit like your best friend's pants yeah, yeah and you're like oh man and you see it and it's just like not scary. Yeah. They're more like psychological thrillers yeah. than they are horror movies. And it's just like, why would you do that? Like, don't don't make this movie what it isn't. Yeah, I found, that's like uh, 65 was a perfect example. It seemed like it was going to be this big budget, like sci-fi, Jurassic Park sort of thing. And it was, it was a good movie, but like as much like attention and stuff as they were giving it, it made it seem like it was a big blockbuster and it was more of a tame sort of thing yeah, yeah it was it was, it a, was a netflix movie for sure yeah it wasn't as scary as they made it seem it was gonna be there yeah was, or even action-packed yeah it wasn't say. that either it yeah. was it was lame as fuck I, <laughs> like there was good parts in it don't get me wrong but like overall i was like this is a waste of my life time effort energy yeah. i worked 40 hours this week <laughs> for this you know what i'm saying like but yeah but first, before we get into these fake scares, we're going to talk Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Blue Bald Beetle. Jaime Reyes. Yeah, I can't roll my R's. So. It took me a long time for me to roll my R's. Jamie Reyes. Jamie Re- Reyes. Reyes. <laughs> uh, I like this movie. I did enjoy it. It was a good watch. I had fun watching it. I've seen a lot of stuff online saying... This is why Blue Beetle sucked. And I watch it and I'm just like... It just feels like they were already ready to hate this movie because yeah. it was a DC movie. Don't get me wrong. There were some things wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But overall, I I liked it. I yeah, really it was like the the turn of the century from the DC universe. I was like, this is actually pretty good. It was like more comic accurate than they've ever gone before. And it like... It had that the world fits perfectly, like believable, lived in sort of thing, like Marvel ish, you know? Mm-hmm. One thing, though, that I didn't like. Okay, so originally this movie was supposed to be a straight to HBO Max movie. Oh, really? Okay. It wasn't supposed to be a theatrical movie. I'm glad I got to see it in the theater. It was pretty cool. And you can tell because the way the city is set up, how it's all CG and stuff, yeah. I was like. Nothing else in the previous DC movies looks like this. That's true. And then, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, they, they did, like, a beetle, a uh, blue beetle vision, and it looked kind of low-budget CG, too. It looked like a wannabe predator. Sort yeah, of so I was like, infrared okay, you can tell that they kind of cheaped out right here. Yeah. But... I didn't really mind so much. It's just something that I missed. Uh, in terms of, like, everyone was like, oh, it's just like Ant-Man or it's like Iron Man. But I was like, the costume looks really good. The eyes were unique. Like, the Blue Beetle eyes were there. They're, like, they're, like, buggy looking, but they're, like, computerized and they sort of move around. Sort of like Spider-Man, but they're just, like, 
more movement. They're not like just narrow, little open and close. They're just mm -hmm. like, you know, camera eyes. Like, <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I agree. But also, it's like this is comic books. People rip each other off on comic yeah, books. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna have like some similarities here and there. It's it's like Deadpool and Deathstroke. Like it's basically the same character. <laughs> Well, it is the same character. Marvel ripped off DC, but and they 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 ripped off Dark Side with Thanos. But you know, whatever, yeah. whatever. But overall, I really I didn't know. I was very hesitant because I don't like George Lopez. At oh all. yeah, that's right. I, I don't know anybody that does like George <laughs> Lopez. If I'm being honest with you, but I didn't mind him in this movie. Yeah, he's pretty low-key. I mean, he had funny moments, but the movie wasn't about him. So. Yeah. What else? Also, another thing that made me realize that this was a, a Max movie that's like its own standalone thing was how how they, uh, they were t uh, how they found out that uh, there was another the, the original Blue Beetle was uh, you know that guy, and then you know his uncle was like, yeah, you know how Metropolis has Superman, Central City has a Flash, and you know, whatever, and they were like, hey. But, like, that, no one else in the DCEU has talked like that about superheroes. Like, Brown. oh, yeah, Superman protects Metropolis and Batman. So I was like, okay, that's another thing that's just, like, this is its own world. Yeah, that's true. They do, they definitely do a good job of, like, spreading out all over the world in, like, DC comics. Because a lot of time in Marvel, it's like, oh, we live in San Francisco or we live in New York. Mm -hmm. Those are our two main places. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nowhere else in the world has crime. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what was I going to say? Uh, the bad guy, I felt could have had, they could have done more of a backstory. Uh, not, not Susan Sarandon's character, that other guy. That What's his name? Parallax? No. Uh, Ajax? No. Omac? Oh, well, he had an Omac dude. I forgot. What? That, the red beetle yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, you find out later, but it's like, where was this earlier, you know? I know, like, what's his motivation to, like, want to kill him aside from his boss? Is like, I oh, gotta kill this guy, and you're working late tonight. I can't. And mm -hmm. he's like, oh, okay. Also, I don't talk, so. Yeah. Is it bothering me? Who knows? You can tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, the family stuff was really good. I really liked the family really? stuff. Oh, yeah, I thought it was okay. It was heavy-handed in moments, and I was like, I could tell they had a checklist, and James Gunn was like, all right, I'll check this off the list. That movie was made before James Gunn became in charge of DC. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, whoever was doing it. But yeah, no, I agree. Uh, that Saffron guy was in charge of this one. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. But, I mean, I didn't like the grandma when she got all, like, revolutionary. Uh, I thought yeah. that was a bit much. I was like, well, great. Yeah. I did like they put Selena in there. Like, I knew it was going to happen. Like, watch. And then, like, <laughs> and then the El Paso Street was pretty cool. Because I didn't know he was from El Paso. I did not know that either. And then, because, like, I remember on Instagram that, like, Cinemark was making this big deal. They put a big blue beetle thing up. And yeah, everything. I thought it was just because there was, like, a recognition yeah. of it. No, because he's from here, and it was uh, a big deal. And I didn't realize it, but, yeah. Honestly, overall, this was a pretty good movie. I had, didn't really have any complaints. It yeah. was it was solid. It was good. I like that part, too. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get in to the first episode of this Halloween season. Oh, yeah. Halloween. Steven, take it away. Oh, God. Okay, so...
for my first movie that did not deliver that I saw in theaters was Infinity Pool. It seemed like it was gonna be... Like, I could tell it was sort of like one of those psychological horror sort of feels. And it has that crazy chick Mia Goth or whatever her name is who sure. just plays these weird, annoying fucking characters. Uh-huh. And, uh... Like, the story was, like, this husband and wife are on vacation in this, like, tropical third world country and they're at this resort and they meet this other younger couple and it's like they're having problems and they're just like oh let's get off the island we'll go to the beach and we'll take your mind off things whatever and like the lady of the other couples like flirting with him and making him feel like oh like i'm this fancy writer that's not out of work and has no ideas or anything so they go to the beach they have their thing and then they're driving back after like a day of drinking and like partying and they end up running over one of the local people there like, a lot of the movie, it feels like all these things are just, like, it's, like, the perfect disaster for it to come together, but it also has an undertone of, like, it was planned in a way, but it never, like, delivers on that. Like, there's no, there's no real resolution in the end of the movie. There's no, like, theme. Like, I mean, the theme is that they're just, like, doing all these insane things because they can clone themselves and, mm-hmm. like, have someone else take the fall for them, basically after they pay all this money and the the writer guy gets like caught up with these group of people that keep doing that where they just commit these horrible atrocities and then they pay the government there to clone them and then they're just brutally murdered but they have to watch themselves be murdered that's weird and like the guy throughout the movie is like slowly losing his humanity because it's like you can't tell if he's the original person or like the person being murdered every time is aware that they're a person or not it's like it has more questions than it answers honestly and like the horror part is watching these people be brutally murdered like in all these horrific ways honestly uh-huh, uh-huh. and like it has like weird twists like there's one point where the guy's like obviously you guys aren't learning your lesson and then you think it's them being murdered and not the clones and then it turns out it is the clones it's just weird. That just sounds like... It, it was just... It's, like, really gory and nasty, and, like, it was a tough watch. And it's really long, and you're like, where the fuck is this even going? Uh-huh. And then at the very end, they all just, like, get on a plane, and they go back to L.A., and they're like, oh, we're back to our normal lives. We're back to the grind of an influencer, or whatever it is I do, you know? That sounds like a headache. Yeah, like, I have so much money, I have to blow off steam by doing horrible things to people. Because I'm so rich, I just can't handle Mm. regular life. (laughs) I don't know, it was weird. But, in the same pool of a movie that did deliver that was scary as fuck was The Void. Similar sort of thing, it's like a horror, like, uh, like, uh, gruesome, I think just like a lot of mutilation and stuff like that, you know, like body mutilation and like body horror. Being, yes. Yeah, it grosses me out. But it makes me uncomfortable. And I'm like, this is scary as fuck. The void was pretty good. Yeah, uh, also long, but the difference between that one, it like grips you right away in the first five minutes. Like they fucking murder that lady and then they're setting her on fire and uh, it's that that kid with his dad or whatever uh-huh. and you're like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> you know? yeah and it, it was like a small cast but you're like 
you feel connected to those people because it's like that young pregnant girl and then the sheriff guy or whatever and the doctor and then you never even see it coming that the doctor is the bad guy like sacrificing these people to the fucking void or whatever yeah it was just a much better movie in the same category just presented in a better way and it left you with less questions you're like this guy is sacrificing people to save his daughter that he lost to this whatever that is out there you know Cthulhu and God. Yeah. So, yeah. I was like, similar sort of movies, but one delivers and one did not, you know. And uh, another one, I compared the Evil Dead movies, the Evil Dead Rise versus the 2013 one. And the Evil Dead Rise, it was a good movie, and it was, like, semi-scary in parts, but... Overall, like, the characters were sort of annoying, you know, like... Very unlikable. Yeah, you're like... Just like... It's another one of those, like, just perfect situation things where it's like they just so happen to be in the right place at the right time. I mean, like, any story, but it's like, it was... It's like, sometimes it's heavy-handed, and you're like, all right. They just happen to be in the basement of this abandoned fucking building, and your mom's just like, yeah, that's fine, go ahead. Yeah. Who cares? And uh, it's a, it was a lot of stop and go in that one. Like, there's something crazy happens in one room, and they're like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. We'll just go into the next room, and then the monster will forget that we're here until it decides it wants to creep us out again yeah. by doing something weird, you know? And it didn't feel like it had any, like, real direction. Like, in the other movies, it feel like in Evil Dead... Like, number one, it feels like the, the witch lady or whatever, her whole, her whole deal was, like, I just want to torment um, Bruce Campbell and, like, kill all his friends and just make them feel like there's no one in the world that's going to save them. And, like, it's a, mis- a mischievous sort of thing that just, like, loves killing whatever. Yeah. And he just so happens to be the guy that's like, well, fuck you, I'm going to kill you instead, you know? And he didn't even start out that way. He was more or less a coward in that movie. Yeah. And the second one, it was similar, but sort of more funny, but weird, you know. And then Army of Darkness. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, even at the end, like, because in the beginning, we see that the beginning of the movie is actually the end, but it doesn't feel like the creature or whatever is trying to get out of the building. Until, like, they're trying to escape, and then they think they kill... Or they end up getting killed or whatever, and that lady gets possessed. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it doesn't feel like it was working up to that at all. It didn't feel like it was trying to work up to anything. They were like, well, what if we just, like, creep you out with these weird scenes? Whereas in the other one, the 2013 one, it was, like, a perfect blend. Because, like, it's like the original, where they're just going out to the cabin, and it worked out that they were doing it for a drug... Thing, you know? yeah. Or like they were trying to get her clean and they needed somewhere out of the way where they could be away from people and the city and stuff. And it was just like the perfect setting and then like the VFX for that one were really good. Like the basement with all the dead animals hanging from the fucking ceiling and and like the, the way that people were attacking each other. Like the lady with the scissors and the other guy. The guy with the glasses for sure. Yeah. It just seemed believable that like, he would be the kind of guy that would find a book like that and be like, ooh, I wonder what this is. And maybe yeah. like, you would flash? Let me play this tape. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just like 
older 20-something-year-old people seem believable, like, going through a horror movie than, like, children in it. Because it felt like they could do more sinister, crazy stuff to them than they would be able to do with the child actors, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, that one is clearly the better movie. And both good movies, like, both scary, both had their moments, but, like, the 2013 one was definitely the better better one. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys, the dogs are in the room. Dogs. He's either let them in or listen to them whine. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> what else? Uh, nope versus the Barbarian. All right, so, I this. Yeah, we saw Nope together, and it was another one of those, like, super long, like, where's this even fucking going movies? I, I feel like I hate that. It's like, uh-huh. if it's just not going to grip me in the first, like, 30 minutes, then I just got to tune out, and I'm, like, I just don't give a fuck, you know? Yeah. And it's like, that movie wasn't even necessarily scary. It just, like, leaves you uneasy most of the time. And, like, the more times I felt fear were, like, the scenes with the monkey where, it's like, this is going to attack people and go yeah. crazy. Like, I'm just naturally scared of, like, chimpanzees and that, like, monkeys in general. Because they're just terrifying, scary. unpredictable creatures that have superhuman strength that can just fucking murder you, you know? And it had to be traumatic for that kid back then and that's what made him feel like he had the ability to it's like you had to read between the lines so much with that movie where it's like it's trying to be I don't know it wasn't really funny so much and it didn't have any like jump scares or anything I don't know uh, it like marketed it as this horror alien movie where you think there there's gonna be abductions or they're gonna be like showing the aliens and then for every part that they were like, oh, here's the scary part, they're like, never mind, it was just some kids in the costume, or it was just this or that, you know? Yeah. Jordan Peele can, like, it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen, but it definitely didn't deliver where you thought it was going to deliver. Yeah. And I was just like, especially, I know we've talked about this movie before, and I... And, it, and I know I've mentioned this before, but when he was like, a ship wouldn't move like that. that oh looked, my God, and I was uh, just like, how the fuck would you know? Like, have you ever seen a UFO flying? Or, like, it just made me so fucking... And then, like, when that thing just expands into some kite or whatever, I was like, dude, what the fuck are you know, watching, right? bro? It's, uh, and I hate when people are like, well, you just don't get it. It's like, do you, motherfucker? you just <laughs> pretending? Like, get the fuck out of here. I don't think... It, I don't think Jordan Peele even knew what the fuck he was doing. He's I like, know, right? He's like, oh, this is out of my I'm down again. So, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm done. I, no. Yeah, it was just another, it's like a lot of those times those movies are so long because it's like they have the idea and they're like, how do we fit in a story sort of around that where you can see it. Kind of like Godzilla. It's like, I just want to watch... Godzilla destroy the fucking city when I go to watch the movie. I don't want to see Millie Bobby Brown and some fat kid from Deadpool 2 milling around Hong Kong as a fucking ad for Kia's, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I was like, not great. No. Not scary. Sim, like, some semi-scary parts in the theater, but it's just like a noise thing. This is like the noise is super loud assaulting on your eardrums and that throws your body off. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. But the Barbarian is one that delivered. It's like a super scary story and like 
it has all these twists and turns throughout from like beginning to end it's just endless twists until you get like the whole scope of what the story is all together and that's what makes it like super fucking scary mm-hmm. did you ever watch it no Uh-oh. i think i meant to and i was just like i'll do it later and then it just never happened it's super fucking good it's a really good movie in general but i'm pretty sure we're talking about a lady goes to her airbnb late at night can't see anything and then turns out there's some other dude there they like double book the same place and he's like he seems like this creepy underfoot character and you're like clearly he's gonna be the guy that tries to murder her and then they find like this underground passage thing in the house and then the guy gets murdered and it turns out there's some lady that was living there and there's a flashback about her when she was young getting abducted and being held prisoner there and then like the lady that's there now is the child of the guy that was holding her prisoner and like she's never seen the outside world so she's just like this creature sort of thing and like her one instinct is to like treat them like they're her children because like yeah it's super disturbing yeah and they, the lady ends up like escaping and killing the guy oh it's uh Justin Long is like a, he comes along at the very end and it turns out like he owns the Airbnb and no one's supposed to be staying there. Oh. Yeah, and he's going there to, like, check out what's happening, and that's when he finds finds the original lady that's there, and, like, they escape together. And they have to kill the fucking creature lady. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. It all, like, it's, like, all these small sort of things that come together and paint this big, huge picture, but it's, like, scary throughout the fucking thing. It's, like, it's a perfect mix of, like, psychological horror with like jump scares and like just uncomfortable claustrophobic spaces and stuff mm. it's a really good movie yeah, well, definitely watch. delivered and then another one was the menu perfect example of those psychological things where you think like they're going to this island and you know that people are going to die and you think it's going to be like every person that has like a specific way they're going to be killed in a certain thing you know like a saw sort of deal yeah but then it turns out, in the end, that they're just these rich assholes that are not worthy of the chef's cooking, but they're the only ones that can afford it or whatever, you know. It, it was, like, a deep movie. I was like, that was a fun, interesting thing to watch, but it was not what it was marketed as, I mm-hmm. felt like, when I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a good movie. I like that the chef kind of, like, everybody who worked with chef was basically... In a chef cult? Yeah, that was weird. I was like, I could totally see how that ad could happen. But... I mean, I don't remember seeing advertising for it. Uh-huh. But, I mean, yeah, it wasn't bad. But scary or anything, that was, it wasn't. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, John Leguizamo, hope he dies a horrible death. <laughs> and they presented it as, like, it was going to be a huge horror thing, I felt like. Mm-hmm. And also, I hate to interrupt you, but I hate that a lot. Where they make it seem like it's a horror, like... A lot of non-horror movies that people consider horror movies, they get so much attention. Like, yeah. And then, like, real good horror movies are just like, hmm. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck? Because, yeah. like, uh, they'll get big names for the thing, and then you're like, oh, I, I gotta see what's-her-name get chopped into a million pieces and cooked into a fucking ratatouille or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And then you're like, oh, she just ordered a cheeseburger and then watched the place blow up and everyone burn alive, like, s'mores or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
And then the last one that did deliver was the black phone. Oh, yeah. That was fucking terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. It was. Because you're watching it and you're like, God, I remember being a kid. It's like you never think really ever it's like anyone would ever take you or attack you because it's like why would you you're just a kid you're just out in the world you know and then you become an adult and you're like there's so many times I could have been kidnapped and then you're watching it as a parent and you're like my kid could get kidnapped on his way fucking home from school at any second and it's like well, how am I not watching them 24-7 you know like mm-hmm. I had to let them live their life but I also had to live in fear that they can, this is going to happen you know yeah especially in the 70s when it's like if you were gone, you were just gone? Yeah. Basically impossible to catch and stuff. Oh, God. Also, police kind of didn't care a lot back then. No. Too much. But anyway. I was, like, waiting for them to be like, All right, well, we see you got the nose candy here, so uh, <laughs> let's party. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, it felt like the only complaint I've ever had about it was it seemed like it had, like, a supernatural thing to it that never really, like, resolved but if you if you watch it you can be like you're seeing it from his perspective so it seemed like the guy mm-hmm. was supernatural or like the phone was real and he was talking to these dead children but it could have been like a coping mechanism for his brain to be like I have to survive and I have to escape you know and like I, my brain's gonna come up with whatever it is I need to see or hear in order to accomplish that goal but I mean, that. I'd like to I'd like to believe that he was really using the black phone to communicate with those kids, and they were helping him. Because I mean, if you look at his sister, she was the one that like found the house or that original house before he was murdered, thankfully. Yeah. So, I guess uh, I guess they just proved it was some sort of supernatural thing going on. I just don't know if like Ethan Hawke himself had like some kind of power or something. Yeah, the power to be fucking creepy. He was fucking creepy. It's just disturbing. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Good presentation. Yeah, I did enjoy that movie. Yeah. I do find that a lot of horror movies, it's like, it's all in the story. It doesn't necessarily rely on something jumping out and scaring you so much. It's a lot of like, what if you were in this situation and like, how do you survive that, you know? Who's going to be the next one, but I mean... Yeah, there's, there definitely has to be a good build-up. In yeah. order to have a good build-up, you have to have good characters and good writing. And sometimes they just rely on just, like, yeah, jump scares. Yeah. And, I mean, jump scares are good every once in a while, but to have your whole movie based around a jump scare is it's very ridiculous. Mm. But, yeah. yeah. Thank yeah, you. It comes down to, like, how people in the movie they're reacting and like I don't know yeah I guess they're acting I google well I asked Alexa what the scariest horror movies that what what were the what was the scariest horror movie and it's a tie I can't remember the other movie but one the first one was Alien ooh okay that was good one that was kind of scary alright now Along with being let down and disappointed, uh, your mom says hi. So no, no. So I've been on and off watching this show called Mountain Monsters. It's about hillbillies um, hunting monsters, (laughs) and it's the (laughs) 
<laughs> it's the fakest fucking show in the world. Now, they, I believe it's a, I, I can't remember the name. I believe it's like the same company or whatever. Oh, they I made see. another show. Called Alaskan Killer Bigfoot. Oh, it's a TV show. It only ran for one season. You can you can watch it on on Max. Um, but at first, the show interested interested me because it was about Portlock, Alaska. And if you've uh, uh. and uh, we've covered Portlock, Alaska, on the podcast before. If you haven't listened to it, you should do that after you listen to this. It's the name of the episode is Real Life Vampires and the Portlock Mystery. Okay. Oh yeah, I did talk about that. Yeah. I do remember. I was there. I recorded that. <laughs> I said things. Alright, so this show was centered around four people. Sorry, Desdemona's in here just snorting shit. Go away. Uh, it centers around Ash Naderhoff, Keith Seville, DJ Brewster, DJ Brewster. and Kyle McDowell. Okay. So, the whole, the whole thing about this is, uh, it involves these three men, Ash, Keith, and DJ. They're the people from this, ta- this, they identify as ancestors, the descendants of the people of Portlock, which is kind of weird. It's weird how they say that. Oh, we're descendants of the Portlock people. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Basically, the people of Portlock relocate to another place, and those people are those people, and these are, like, their kids. or okay. Like, their great-great-grandchildren or shit. Okay. And the whole thing is, they're going to reclaim Portlock, Alaska, because their current town is running low on resources, and they've sent them back to Portlock to see if they can, I guess, reclaim it. Is this still the 1800s? No, this is recent <laughs> times, my friend. Well, okay. Okay. They're like, there's literally nowhere else in the world we go, but we go back to Portland, go over yeah. that cannery that I grew. Um, but the town hires this guy named Kyle. He's a bear guard. But he's the muscle. Oh, okay. He has guns. He's basically there just to protect these guys from anything that could be out there. Anything. Yeah. Nah, let's see here. So there's that. And I mean, on the surface, the show seems like a good show, you know, four brave dudes, wilderness, they have to, you know, confront this legend of Bigfoot that has surrounded Portlock, killed all these people, all this stuff, right? And what you really get is bad acting and like very coincidental situations, like, we just came through here and now there's a scratch on the tree, what? (laughs) Um... At first, like, during the first episode, they introduce everybody, and, like, they, these, these three guys get on a boat, and they, they, like, it's, it's a small boat, and they, they ship them over to where Portlock is, and they get off. And then shortly after, a helicopter lands, and Kyle gets off, the bear guard. Wow, he's like, yeah, I have one. Yeah, he's got a gun and stuff. And then they cut to a previous thing where they, they filmed Kyle getting ready for the trip. And, like, the camera crew's like, hey, uh, you, do you believe in Bigfoot? And Kyle's like, kind of like, shut the fuck up, Bigfoot. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay. But then as soon as he shows up to Portlock, he's like, yeah, this town is creepy, huh? It's, it's And it's just like, it was just so disingenuous. Okay. You know what I mean? That was really funny. Yeah, it was, it was, it was awful. Um, 
also, okay, one thing that I did believe was, well, one thing that was super believable was as Kyle is protecting these guys, he has to assess threats. So he goes walking around the area seeing, you know, you know, where they could be disadvantaged, where, you know, avenues of approach, something could take, some, you know, what I mean? Okay. Checking it out. So he's walking and there's an area called No Man's Land. It's basically the woods that have overtaken the old town. Oh. Anyway, he's walking around there and he's walking and he sees this building. Mm. And it's clearly abandoned. Like, obviously, nobody's lives there. He's like, he said something like, oh, I thought, I didn't think any of the old buildings were left standing. And he's just standing there staring at it. He's seeing how it's giving him the creeps or whatever. And then, like, there's a cameraman on, there's no doors, but there's a cameraman on the other side of the building shooting Kyle looking at the building. And I was like, really? You know what I mean? Okay. I was like, just stand there, Kyle, for this dramatic shot. It was, I was like, that's, like, that's ridiculous. Stand there and look concerned. Yeah. And also, like I said, there's the snowman's land, right? And it's basically where you don't go in there because it's dangerous. There could be a Bigfoot in there, bears, whatever. Like, you just don't go in there. It's, okay. it's dangerous. Anyway, and then they're, like, constantly going in there. And it's just like... You, to me, if you're going to be there, sit there and be like, it's dangerous in there, but you're constantly going in there, there is no real danger. Like, I don't know if you're trying to be, like, you're trying to show that these characters are brave or something. Like, to me, it's just stupid. Okay. Like, why would why would people go out of their way be like, you don't go in there? And then you're just like, oh, hey, look, a quarter, you know? What the fuck? Are they in that same area that the original Port Lock people were? Like, the same little That's what they claim. They're town? in there. Okay. They're there. Um, also, okay, the first night they're setting up the tents and conveniently they can't find two spikes to like put the, the tent in, okay. put the tent up, they're like, oh, what are we going to do? It's so windy and cold. And then like you're watching it, there's, you can't really see that there's wind. Uh-huh. Obviously it's cold, it's Alaska, but right. like, I don't feel like there are any threat of freezing to death okay. per se. So then Kyle's like, oh, there's this old building over here near no man's land but i mean it's there we can and so they go over there and the thing is if you're really trying to sell me on this is a real show with real stakes real people then why is a camera crew fucking everywhere far as fuck from them trying to get this perfect shot to me it doesn't make any sense you know if like the danger is real and you really believe that anything could be out there i would say like Stick to these people as closely as possible. Okay. Don't just be like, I'm gonna go set up the shot. Don't walk in there yet, okay? I'm gonna set up the shot, and then when I say go, you walk into that building and set up your camp. Okay. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. Um, in another episode, <laughs> by chance, chance they find this buoy by like this by like some rocks and they go and they grab it's attached to this big rope I'm like oh yeah 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 but and then like later they find the buoy high up in a tree oh. and to me it's just like again that's just too much of a coincidence like you happen to find something and now it's high up in the tree like they don't even use it either no and like the like how do you get there but it's just like all this wind out here it's fucking yeah. crazy and then like the camera crew is up in the tree while they're down there looking at it like oh it's like you guys plan the shot. Oh my god! Okay. Um, then. Yeah, welcome to 2023, motherfuckers. Everyone's using drone shots now. <laughs> and to me, if this was real, and I was one of those guys, because there's always, 
I feel like there's always a guy who's like, yo, fuck this shit. Because <laughs> if I was there and if it was real, I'd be like, let's get the fuck out of here. Because obviously there's someone or something we can't see, but it can see us. And it's doing whatever we want, whatever it wants, and we can't stop it. Okay. So immediately, it doesn't matter if there's a bear guard, because he's found a way around the bear guard. Wow. Whatever it is, or whoever it is. And these three guys are just morons, like, oh, you know, like, what am I doing? And it just seems like, I don't know if I'm pro- explaining this properly, but just like, obviously there's no real threat. Because these guys don't really seem that scared. It's like, oh, there's booze in the tree. How'd you get there? <laughs> um, and then in another episode, they meet up with this guy from the town that they're from. And he's like, you don't know everything about Portlock. Okay. And it's like, why wouldn't he know everything about Portlock? And if you knew something that he needed to know, why didn't you tell him before he left? You know what I mean? It's just like... Also, if I'm going somewhere that's deemed dangerous, I want to know as much as possible about that area. Right. I'm talking about, like, let's go back to the 1600s. You know what? However far back history goes, it's recorded in that area. And... Because you have to know. You you know what I mean? And this guy's like, well, this happened and this happened. And like, well, this new information. And it's like... It's not new, though. Like... Um... Yeah, like, if you didn't know about it, why don't you tell him? And that's kind of when I stopped watching. Because it's like, you're trying to build a show on, like, a dangerous situation that these four men have found themselves in. Mm. And it's, like, not that at all. So they just happen to be out there, and they're, like, assuming that they're going to run into Bigfoot, and Mm -hmm. not, like, about looking for them. Yeah. Basically, they're trying trying to assess if the old Porlock can can handle the people that they're about to bring over. Okay. It has the re- the fish, the well, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And um, obviously it does. It, it had for a long time. The only reason it was abandoned is because crazy weird shit was happening. Right. But it just seems like a show that's based in reality. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of just, oh, that's convenient shit. Okay. And... To me, it's just like, why would you do that? And it only ran for one season, and that should tell you enough that it's like people obviously didn't give a fuck about this show. Right, yeah. And it's kind of like the Mount Monsters, like, oh, yeah, we're, we're hunting the the Devil's Black Whip Scorpion trailer park cat today, and it's it's taking this sheep, and here's Billy Bob Joe. <laughs> I tell you what, don't say nothing, yeah, you wouldn't even pull And they took how ridiculous that was like let's tone it down a bit let's get some people and it's just like the acting was bad the writing was bad and it's just like when things happen it's like oh that's convenient <coughs> so I would say that they need to stop making shows like this mm. um one thing that I if you're gonna make a show based on reality like one thing that I did like was Survivor Man did you ever watch Survivor Man? yeah I did see that it's him by himself he does his own camera work, and in a lot of in a lot of the shots that he does, you can hear stuff around him. And he he's even gone saying like, I believe in Bigfoot. I believe something's been out there with me, watching me, doing all that stuff. Really? And like when yeah, and he, and he shows videos about like him like building a fire and stuff. You can hear stuff walking around him. Yeah, yeah. And it's 
fucking nuts, dude. So, I feel like if you're gonna make a show like that and have it be a real show, you should do that. Like, okay, you have one cameraman, mm -hmm. you have, like, the guys that are doing the actual thing, and then, like, the bodyguard. You don't have, like, a whole camera crew that's out there, like, alright, we gotta get this shot, this light, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just seems over the top and ridiculous. Staged. Super staged. Super ridiculous. They're and like, alright, I've been out here in the still 50 minutes, I'll be in my trailer for the rest <laughs> of the day. <laughs> there was nothing scary about it. It was super predictable and Desdemona. It was insane. Huh. But yeah, like after three episodes that I forced myself to watch, it was... Well, it was like an hour long? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, dude, it was fucking... And then I, as soon as he was like, you know, there's there's something you need to know. There's more to... <laughs> I was like, shut the fuck up. Ugh. Like, your manufactured tension and suspense is ridiculous. They're like, can we build this place of what it was built on to begin with? Prostitution? It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That'll bring the money and the people in. If you build it, they will come. Let's smoke it. <laughs> and honestly, too, like, okay, I get that maybe a lot of Native Alaskans in areas like that that aren't, like, super with the times. Mm. Maybe there is still some superstition and stuff. But I feel like at some point, there's going to be people that don't believe in that stuff. Like, right. you know, fuck that. Let's go out there. I think that would be a better show of, you know, we're we're skeptics. We don't believe in that. We're going to go retake that place and we're going to take you guys with us. Because obviously, and then find out that maybe there is something there. And maybe we should just find somewhere else to go. Okay. Instead of it being like, oh yeah, there's something out there, eh? That's yeah, not. Those are Canadians. I'm sorry, but you know what I mean. It's just like you're already going there with three believers, mm -hmm. one non-believer who immediately becomes a believer upon stepping there. With the gun of all things. I know, and it's just so fucking stupid, and so fucking ridiculous. And they should be ashamed of themselves for trying to push this and push this scary TV show that's not scary. Right. So that's where I am. Okay. That's what I have to say. Yeah. And I feel like... I don't know. Like, I can understand why you want to take advantage of the notoriety of a place where something crazy happened. Right. But if you're going to make a fake show, make a fake show. Make it a, a, like, a, like a real scary TV show, not like a reality TV yeah, show. Yeah, that's true. I guess they just took advantage of the fact that they were like, oh, we need literally any and everything we can put on here right now, so. Yeah, probably. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, we've both gone to the fucking hotel and seen that there's creepy, scary shit out there and according to it. It is possible to find it if you know where to look. Yes. We 100% know that for a fact. Yes. Also, Leon, what's up? Yeah, keeps stuff on that. Probably, maybe not. Maybe it does. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to El Paso Ghost Tours. <sighs> Just like the other day, I was walking back from walking around at night, and I swore I saw this dude in a blue shirt, like an old guy, with this distinctly just like plain blue shirt like this one. Well, this is red, but... yeah. Like, a child, you know how they just wear shirts with nothing on it, just solid color? And then he was outside with his dog, and, like, as I rounded the corner, like, the edge of someone's, like, wall, their little fence around their yard was blocking the the yard across the street as I was coming up. And when I rounded the corner, he was gone. It's like one second he was there, and then it took me, like, two seconds of not seeing him to come around, and then he was there, and I was like, yeah, that was so crazy. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was creepy as fuck. <laughs> that sounds creepy as fuck. I was like, what the fuck? 
God. That's like, there's literally no time for him to, like, have walked inside because he was, like, right in the, the edge of his yard next to the sidewalk. Mm. And he wasn't there, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's pretty creepy. Well, my mom says a lot of this area when she was little kid was, like, ranches and stuff. Okay. So it's possible, you know, some dead ranchers just walking around. Uh, or some kid that got caught in the see, like a modern old man ghost, I guess. Uh, <laughs> just out walking his ghost dog, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Come on, Lucky, let's go. Uh, that was weird. That sounds creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's even scarier now because all these migrants are in this area. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm all for immigration. Honestly, if you want to make your life better and you feel that coming to the United States is that thing, I agree. Yeah. I live here and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but when you bum rush the border, knocking people over and just get in as, as many as you can, yeah. that's ridiculous. And they're just out there, like, I went to Rudy's one night, or I was going to go to Rudy's, because I was craving a brisket sandwich, and uh, they were just everywhere around the restaurant, and the restaurant was dead, because nobody wanted to go there, because nobody, you know what I mean? You don't know what they're capable of, they're here, they don't have homes, they don't have jobs, they don't have anything. They could rob you, They, you know what I mean? There's yeah. just so many things, you're just like, I don't want nothing to do with that. So it's very... It's, it's detrimental to a lot of places. Yeah, it's like they're looking at us like they want us to do something, and it's like, what is it you want us? It's like I get what you want us to do. You want us to house you, house you, feed you, find you something to do, but it's like we're having trouble doing that with our own fucking people in the city right now, as it is. And it's like we're from here and we lived here, and it's just as hard to fucking. It's like they come over here with this idea that. There is an overabundance of everything, and it's like, to a degree, that is true if you're in a certain position, you know? But, it's like, uh, we're all on the same sort of level, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't just fall out of the sky, like, and cloudy with a chance of meatballs. It's like, you actually have to work and do all the shit to, like, lead a semi-normal, broke life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, I feel like their idea is like they're, they were going to come here and it was going to be like this paradise. And I'm like, no, it's just like the Bible. It's fake. <laughs> <laughs> but they are stealing from a lot of people. Yeah, they are going through the several caves and gas stations just taking stuff. And like, we're like, we can't really do it. We can't stop you. And we get fired if we try to stop you. And then someone else is telling me like, Imagine you see a guy stealing something and you go out there to stop him and you round the corner and you don't know how many fucking people are there ready to kick your ass. Yeah. And then you still get fired and they're like, well, we shouldn't have been trying to stop it to begin with. And you're like, well, what the fuck do you want me to do? You know? Yeah. I get it. It's like, I was like, it worked out that I got out of that job when I did now because it's like they're just taking over these parking lots and places and just acting like they own the place. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like we don't feel sorry for you, but there's only so much that any government can do for you, you know? Yeah, I agree. Anyway. <laughs> I know, it's like a huge deal. It's like the first time that I'm like, oh, I'm an adult person and this affects my life directly and I have to, like, actually live and acknowledge it. It turns out you're 28 years old, you're not a child anymore. Nope. Something people keep telling you, so you're <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. Alright guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, I want to say that I kind of had fun. 
not necessarily watching the show, but picking apart the stupidity of the show. That is your favorite thing to do. <laughs> but on the next episode, we will be talking how to survive. Yeah. Now, uh, Steven has given me the movie Chopping Mall, and I will give a tutorial on how to survive that situation. And what situation were you, did I put you in? Uh... Jason takes over Manhattan. Jason takes Manhattan. Takes Manhattan. Yes, survive that. Yes. So good luck. Thank you. I'll do my best. All right, Nerdalorians, thanks for listening. And hey, go check us out on our socials. Yes. Instagram uh, at Nerd Holocron, Nerd underscore Holocron. I'm not sure. Just type in Nerd Holocron, it's gonna pop up. Yeah. It's a picture of a blue robot. Look for us on Spotify. We're literally the only one labeled Nerd Holocron. Yes, we are. <laughs> and, alright. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next time. Yep.